Some movies are highbrow, some movies are lowbrow. Welcome to Highbrow Lowbrow. I'm Josh Kirschenbaum. I'm Cooper Gagan. Each week we pick a topic and talk about two movies that fit that topic. One highbrow, one lowbrow. This week the topic is breakups. You've all done them. We've you all, all know. All, if you um, haven't, good for you. Yeah, I mean that's like a huge. That's like an achievement in life, probably. How do you even? I guess you. you You'd have to like wait really late to start dating, and you're or an adult. It's got to be like, like your high school sweetheart or middle school sweetheart. Yeah, I mean, depending on how. And it, but it have, also have to be like your first middle school or high school sweetheart, right? Because like it even and like it, you know if you're like dating a girl in like elementary school, I don't think that like counts. But True. like unless you're like you you know you make it like official. Somehow, right. where you're like going around telling people unless in front you get of married. Class. If you get married as a child, then I think the you, fact, the you, stigma of that counteracts the achievement of never having broken you up. You can probably do that in some southern states, right? I mean, most of them, maybe the ones we don't want to go to. Luckily, I don't think we have any listeners there. No. I think we can like see that. Uh, the occasion of us doing the breakups we mentioned it last week, but if you didn't hear it, is that I got engaged. Yeah. yeah. So we're just getting Josh ready for. Uh, Inevitable for, for the inevitable <laughs> end of this. You think my fiance doesn't listen to the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm kidding. Maybe she does. Um, the <laughs> this is the first one. This is the first one. Uh, no, we we talked a little bit about doing like you know relationships or marriage or or, or stuff like that, and ultimately uh, a little harder to find some of the right pairs. But this one I think works really well. So on the highbrow side, we have marriage story. On the lowbrow side, we've got the, the breakup, breakup, which uh, the 2006-ish Vince Vaughn, Jennifer Aniston, yeah, uh, star vehicle. I okay, I had this memory of there being a part of the trailer where Jennifer Aniston saws all their shit in half. So there's a uh, the poster is the two of them sitting on opposite sides of a bed, and there's like tape, like there's duct tape, tape going down, down in the it. middle. And that's right. not an actual part of the movie. No. But I really, and then I, then I, then it obviously didn't happen. The movie spoilers right. for the breakup. Nobody, they, nobody chainsaws the couch in half. Right. But um, were you thinking of Walk Hard to Dewey Cox story? Because there's the scene where he's like, you know, on a tantrum in his house, and it gets more and more particular. Like he starts opening the drawer and like bending every spoon individually. Yeah. And then, then yeah, he saws the tape. And then I, I looked up people sawing a couch, uh, chainsawing a couch in half, and it happens in Diary of a Mad Black Woman, so maybe oh. I'm thinking of that. Yes, I mean, I have not seen that and movie. that is in the context of a divorce, so maybe that is uh, what I'm thinking of. I have, I have seen, I have not seen a Tyler Perry directed that movie. That movie, that's maybe the only Tyler Perry movie I've seen, and it is super duper insane. Yeah, I've heard they're all like pretty crazy, you know? Yeah, like, like, like not crazy in the way I was expecting going into it. Right. Like, it's just, like, very, very out there, like, plot-wise, right? Yeah, it turns into, like, audition halfway through. That's crazy. Have you seen Audition? No. Audition's I, I, crazy. I just know so. I've just I know you're aware the story of the plot of, so much. Yes, yeah. yeah. That was not me calling you out. I was just yeah. like, I know it's a movie we talked about. It's like, do oh, you, Cooper. Do you really know it's Audition? It's like, oh, Cooper finally saw Audition. I need to see I it. I mean, Audition could sort of be a movie we covered on this this episode of Breakups. Although I don't, they never really. It's I mean, kind of post breakup, isn't it? It's sort of. I guess they don't ever like officially call it off. It's more like they get together and then like he's suddenly like, oh, hmm, maybe maybe I have some regrets because maybe she's really. It's that hard. might go in psychosexual thriller, kind of. Right. Or you could do like audition and like heartbreak kid. Oh, interesting. Where you're like you're getting a relationship with someone and, and it's then you regret it. Bad. Right. Yeah. Actually, Although quite. Which one's highbrow? I I don't know. I don't think either. Oh, is audition highbrow? I haven't seen it. Audition. But I don't think so. No. 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 I mean, Takashi Miike, who is like very much like gory, splattery in your face. Yeah. Uh, movies I adore. Heartbreak really. Kid is definitely not. Not the not the new one. Maybe the Ellen, the Elaine May version because that's like Neil Simon. That's the one I've seen. It's not highbrow. I mean, sorry, it's not 
like super duper lowbrow, but it's like a kind of a comedy. I don't know, maybe, maybe. Uh, and uh, the breakup uh, is a movie. That it sure is. That's I, got that going for it. A movie that I saw in theaters, committed to film. That uh, I remember when I saw it, I was like very confused by it, of like just sort of like what is the like what are they going for? Because like it's not quite like it's post wedding crashers, and it's not quite crazy enough to like compete with that. It's like it's like. The comedy is not heightened enough, but it's also not really like a drama, even though the third act has a lot of like drama in it. It has like all the characters of that sort of comedy. Right. And like the boss and Justin Long, especially feel like they're ripped out of a. We should talk about Justin Long. It's almost problematic, but then kind of becomes not. I don't know. It. uh, Well, okay, so. I mean, I think I thought it was, but then like it didn't go over the edge as much as I thought it would. Right. It could have been so much worse. Yeah. Like I so going to this movie. It's not great. I was thinking, look, we've done a lot of pairings of problematic comedies with newer movies, and we we've you know, we basically had a month where we were always talking about, you know, like some stuff from like when you're kids that hasn't aged well. And I didn't remember anything like that happening in the breakup. So I was going to this movie being like, not have to do that. And then Justin Long comes on screen doing a a, a stereotypically gay voice, yes. like a very effeminate character yeah. like long hair very and and justin long I, I looked it up not not gay yeah um although interestingly he was once dosed with pcp and kidnapped huh uh well it was like crazy it was like and on, on the top of his wikipedia page wow uh really freaky story um but yeah so i'm like watching this i'm like oh no not again not another but luckily the rest of the movie i think is solid although there's a lot of gay jokes with john michael higgins character there's a lot of, uh, see that's the thing they had a lot of gay jokes with his character but they didn't actually make any gay jokes with justin long really right they kind of it was weird it started off and felt really like he was going to be a gay stereotype and then it kind of pivoted into it just felt like he was just a weird guy who works in the art industry right it, it, and it, it might just be that he's weird and he, this he's just weird and this is how he's weird right he's like coded gay but they never like you're you're right. They they kind of end up not making those jokes, but then they turn around and make those jokes for uh, John Michael Higgins, who plays Jennifer Aniston's brother. Yeah. The joke being that like he's in the closet, which is not really a joke. It's kind of mean. Yeah, and then and it gets really overt, being shitty about it. Yeah. When Vince Vaughn also, uh, I mean, Vince Vaughn Vaughn's character is a monster. Yes. He's yes, yes, the yes. worst man in the world. We we have that's okay. That's the headline of this yeah. movie. I think. Uh, Marriage Story, I think so much of the discourse about it was like, is this movie fair to each of them? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? And I think the message oh, is kind I, of... I, I came down real hard on one side on that okay, one. Okay, we'll, we'll get to that yeah. in a second. But I think the message is meant to be that it's kind of divorce is hard and on both of them. Yes. Whereas The Breakup, I watched this movie and I'm like, I, I literally had a section of my notes where I'm like, can I possibly play devil's advocate for Vince Vaughn's character? Because it's very clear that he fucked up this entire relationship. Almost like a horrible man. And at one point, Favreau says he's a horrible man. I know. That scene is really good, by the way. There's a couple really good drama scenes in the last act of this movie that do not, this movie has not earned. Yeah. Uh, But you're right. Like, I think you're like, if you're doling out blame, which is a bad way of thinking about relationships, but if you're doling out blame, it's like 95% Vince Vaughn and like 5%. Maybe ten percent bad communication from Jennifer Aniston. I don't even know about that because she's pretty overt. Like it's funny because this movie definitely positions that it as being like, oh, they both have like things they need to fix about to like come meet in the middle of this relationship, and they didn't. But Jennifer Aniston doesn't ever really do anything wrong, right? And he is a straight up psychopath monster the entire time. So I will give. So here's my devil's advocate, and and I this is the only thing I could think of. Her whole "I want you to want to buy me flowers," even though I don't like flowers, is not a uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. No, but it's obviously speaking to a broader issue. Yes, so she's she's right there. But the thing she does that's bad is she this the plot of this movie is she instigates this breakup, 
not because she wants to break up with him, but because she wants him to value her. And the whole movie, she is doing this game of how do I make him get back with me because I don't actually want to leave him. And the, Right, which is insane because why would you not want to leave him? Right, he's a monster. Yeah. And and that's kind of the big flaw of this movie is that, like, one, why would she want to be back with him? Why would she be with this guy? He sucked from the first second they spoke. Yeah, and two, what does Vince Vaughn want in this movie? He is entirely reactive. All he does is appear in scenes and just, like, insult people. He just wants to do nothing. And, he's, and, and credit to Vince Vaughn, he's doing his Vince Vaughn thing. I think it's, like, I think he's been funnier in other movies. Yeah. I think like the context makes it kind of mean, but he's telling some good jokes. There's like a few, it's, I don't know. There's, and there's like a couple, the set pieces aren't even that good. No. Like the strip poker thing, they really didn't do much with. No. They like cut to the end of it. Yeah. Bizarrely. And then the actually Vince Vaughn game, the shit kicked out of him by uh, John, Michael Higgins. John Michael Higgins. I did enjoy that. Yeah. I actually, that was the one moment where the movie kind of pulled me back a little bit. Cause that's the thing of you can have a character be bad but like if they're punished like he's very explicitly punished for being homophobic to john michael higgins character yes and, and john michael higgins gets the uh gets the last laugh there yeah uh also that actor is so funny he's he, on the christopher guest shit he's, he's very great. good yeah. and then also him trying to justify why that wasn't him getting his ass kicked was kind of funny oh right where he's just like oh no no i got sucker punch yeah like, different thing <laughs> yeah <laughs> but you're right he's but, not uh i mean this is the year after wedding crashers where he is like like a volcano of comedy in that movie. I know. And then I think I haven't seen it in a while. I, I mean, yeah, time. it's like, I mean, Swingers is way before that, but like yeah. Swingers, Wedding Crashers. Old School is the one old that you school. go back to. I love Old School. Yeah. And actually, um, that scene of him getting beat up by John Michael Higgins reminded me of the scene where Andy Dick beats, beats up, um, <laughs> was it Will Ferrell in Old School? I, again, I've, I've do not have the same knowledge of Old School. Oh, it's like the same scene. Okay. Also very problematic. Yeah. But I mean, well, it's Andy Dick. Right, but even it, it's still a character, even coming from Andy Dick, which is will tell you how much of a character it is. <laughs> uh, no, you're right. So I mean, that's uh, okay. Uh, the plot of the breakup. Oh yeah. Uh, and okay. Oh, let, okay. The plot of the some, breakup actually is important because it's weird. Yeah. Okay. So let's let's just do some quick housekeeping. Uh, the breakup was directed by Peyton Reed, uh, written by Jay Lavender and Jeremy Gerlich, and uh, from a story by Vince Vaughn and those two other guys, uh, Lavender and Gerlich. Yeah. Uh, marriage Story, written and directed by Noah Baumbach. Way easier to do that. Yeah. Uh, plot of the breakup. Okay. Can I do the plot? At it. Do okay. It, do it. So Jennifer Aniston, Vince Vaughn, they're together. Vince Vaughn's a total piece of shit. So Jennifer Aniston <laughs> breaks up with him because he is a massive piece of shit at one night. But then she doesn't actually want to break up with him. She just wants to make him. She just wants to make him sad and come crawling back to her, so he'll and be a better person. But then the problem is that they own a condo together. Yeah, and that's and they don't want to leave the condo. They both want it. Right. Why did they join? Okay, wait, I have. To, I, and it really, it's just like there's a bunch of like the fun and games. Like it's 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 odd couple. It's two people yeah. live together who don't want to live together, but they have to. They're trying to drive each other out. Yeah, and then they end up selling the condo and actually breaking up for real. And then they like meet each other on the street. And right. Like kind of nice to each other. That's really it. Yeah. The crazy part is that why do they own a condo together? Right. Because they're not married. They're not married. And is it's this weird thing where it's like the solve like. I, I, I actually I did read a little bit of an interview with Vince Vaughn where he's yeah. just talking about how I guess maybe he had a couple friends who were th- in a situation like this where yeah. just like homes are so expensive to own that it ha- is like you want to go yeah, like you, yeah. the only way to own it is with another person so people just go in on one and Vincent D'Onofrio's character uh, playing uh, Vince Vaughn's older brother does make the point like he's very business minded he's like this is an asset yeah you know like you have to hold on to this asset yeah and yeah, but it, it's weird it's, because they basically have to find a solve for them to not be able to leave, 
And in Marriage Story, it's they have the same problem, kind of, but it's that they have a shared son. Right. They have to coexist in the world, not like in this one comedic space. Yeah. yeah. And in this one, it's that they have this shared apartment. Right. And it's just a weird situation because they're not married. And right. it feels like they should just be married. And they've only been dating for like a couple of years. Two years. Two years. Who right. buys an apartment with somebody after two years? I know. It, it, it's a real, I don't know, man. It's those like pre-real estate crash also, why would <laughs> why would Jen Aniston date Vince Vaughn in this movie? I know it's really hard. She's so beautiful, <laughs> it's so nice, and has the best job. <laughs> it is okay. I want to dig into the job thing too, but like you're right, that is the flaw in this movie. Is I mean, I mean, look, I'm not one of those guys who always gets upset when there's like a pretty person, a pretty girl, and like a comedian in a movie because some comedians are yeah, that happens. Yeah, but like this one, the discrepancy is quite large like Vince Vaughn is not known as being like he's not like Paul Rudd who is like funny and attractive and also like there is there are sexy Vince Vaughn movies yes. Swingers being the apex right but they set this him like up in, not a sexy Vince no Vaughn. they very and this is an interesting thing about the movie they very explicitly set him up as like a schlubby blue collar guy and that's right. the tension their relationship is she is higher class her parents have some kind of like money she works at an art gallery she's very well put together always wearing very nice things and he's like a very much man of the people blue collar has a uh, he's on his feet all day. He likes playing video games and watching the Cubs. Right. No, not even the Cubs. The White Sox, right? Yeah. No. Um, baseball. There's the whole and thing. also like, oh my God, he's like wants to, he's being so shitty to Jennifer Aniston for baseball? Okay. Baseball. Let me, okay, let me uh, make one important distinction about sure. Vince Vaughn's character. He's a monster, but his, all of his sins are like interpersonal sins. Like he's, he's bad like he is not cheating on her. He's not beating her. He's not like like sure, the yeah. big awful like transgressions. He's not doing like when we say he's a monster. It's just every time anyone talks to him, he's just difficult to me. No, and it's also just that he. I mean, he literally expects her to do every every iota of work right in their house and relationship. Yeah, it's like cooking, cleaning. It's like beyond even stereotypical housewife roles. It's just everything. He right. just wants to do literally nothing all day. It's this thing, uh, and that's why I think this movie has this very interesting element that, like, that dynamic is kind of gone from like film and TV. Yeah, it's like, like it's very much married like, with children. It's or like something. the honeymooners. Like yeah. you know, the man comes home, he kicks off his feet, and he watches the game, and the woman takes care of the house. And like, let me be clear, we're quite a bit better as a culture that we don't do that anymore. Right, at that's least good. on film and TV. But I, I I will say like. I've I've seen that in movies, and some people have relationships like that, and that's yeah. okay if it works if they're for both, you guys. If they both yeah. want that, if you're both into that, that's great. I but don't care. Very clearly, she does not. And also, it's beyond that. Oh, like, it's, it's yes. He's like very aggressive about it too. He's very aggressive about it, and it's just like he also doesn't want to do just normal things, like I don't know, get dressed or like. <laughs> oh yeah, or like put out dishes. Yeah, yeah, or I mean, I mean, the lemon thing is is. Okay. Yeah, the lemon thing is like she asked him to buy a thing and he just bought the wrong amount of thing and he's like not sorry about it for no reason. Right. So they're they're having a dinner. Okay. They're having the, this is their the fight before the breakup. They're right. having dinner. The uh they she asked him to pick up some lemons, specifically twelve, because she's doing a twelve woman centerpiece. Yeah. Now which sounds dumb, but whatever. Right. That's so fine. personally I think that's dumb, but like the important thing about relationships is just because you think it's dumb, if it matters to your partner, it matters to you. The so, important thing about relationships is writing things down. Also important. So he gets three lemons. Yes. And he she says she needs more lemons and they joke about it a little bit but he just refuses to apologize he makes fun of her for caring about the lemons and then he like refuses to go out and get Why wouldn't you lemons. go to the store you're in Chicago there's She's, probably fucking lemons 2 minutes away Right it's like he messed up Cuz there's baseball on Right I yeah. hate sports he messed up and refu- and refused to do it. Why? Why do I have to change my schedule because there's football on every Sunday? <laughs> if I was like okay if I went around and I was like I have to watch 
all three <laughs> Lord of the Rings movies every Sunday, and I will yell at you if you prevent me from watching them. You would nobody would be friends with me, and I would be yelled at, and justifiably so. And yet, when people want to watch football for sixteen hours every Sunday, it becomes my problem. <laughs> just tape it. I don't care. I don't care if it's not as good life. Just, just flip the switch in your brain. I, 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 I mean, look, I'll, the weird thing is, like, for almost all my recorded, my adult life, or all my life, I completely agreed with you, and then I just weirdly got really into football in, like, 2016. <laughs> like, like, shortly before we really, meeting me. Right when we moved in together, which is, I mean, I, like, just because everyone, we were in a fantasy rugby league, and everyone was really, like, got into that, just, like, because, like, it was my thing, and they were humoring me, so, like, I can, I guess, try to get into fantasy football as, like, a thing, and then now I just am, like, obsessed with football, and it's, yeah. it's honestly quite frustrating, because it's not how I see myself, but that's fine. Yeah. Okay. I mean, look. I, well, thank you. I actually don't. I, I actually don't. I'll look past this. Uh, I actually I don't really mind people being fans of football in general. My most of my oh friends my are God. most of my friends are fans of football. Like it's when you were out together, and then you're it's just, the scheduling of it. It's like like I have to work my life around football. The thi- also, and there's the thing when we all like we're all hanging out, and then suddenly we start talking about fantasy football, and then it's seven people talking about fantasy football, and then you also in the room trapped. Yeah, and then like all of your girlfriends are like off together, and I can't they, find them because they knew it was coming. And they fled. I know, and they <laughs> and they didn't bring me along. I just want one of your girlfriends like grab me by the shoulder and bring me to wherever they're talking about shit. Oh my god. So uh they now now here's the thing about that fight they have about the lemons. Oh yeah. So she's freaking out they're having a dinner and I'm watching this movie and I remember this is all happening and I'm like because I'd seen this movie before and I'm like, okay, it's kind of annoying, but like kind of weird that she's so specific about this lemon centerpiece just for like a dinner with friends or whatever. And then they cut forward and it's their parents meeting each other. Yeah. <laughs> it is a dinner with both of their parents and all of their siblings. That's like a big deal. Yeah. Because they've only been dating for two years. I can't imagine they like do it that much. They said it was the first time they'd all met. Right. Like that's the first, like, my parents are meeting my fiance's parents for the first time in like two weeks, and it's like it's been planned for months. Like, it's a huge deal. <laughs> like, that's a really big thing. Like, that's like a precursor. Like, we're already engaged, but that's a precursor, of like, getting married when your parents meet each other. Yeah. Like, I, Vince Vaughn should get the fucking lemons. I, and you shouldn't, like, it's also because it's not hard to get lemons. It's yeah. not like she's like, bring me an octopus. And, or, and then she, he doesn't even put out the dishes. He like, like, there is, if it was like this happens all the time and just on a random night, like, okay, he's on his feet. I get a little bit, you know, you don't have to make a 12 lemon centerpiece every night, but you maybe have to do a 12 lemon centerpiece if your parents are meeting each other for the first time. Yeah. Or if it's the only thing you have to do this week. Right. <laughs> I, it really is, uh, flummoxing how, uh, frustrating he is like as, I, like as a character. I was just like, I was so confused about how they didn't give him any redeeming qualities and it, but it's like, I don't even know if they presented anything as a redeeming quality of his. Maybe that he's funny, right? Is that he's funny? He's a cool guy's guy. Um, yeah, they show him. They show him getting along with the guy she brings over the to day. make him jealous. Yeah, and he's fun. Um, and but like they don't really show him palling around with his friends that much, though. Oh no, it's like a little bit the strip poker scene, a little bit of the John Favreau stuff. Yeah. He seems to care about bowling. Um, I think. Oh, I guess yeah. Maybe his like his like thing is that he's like very honorable about honoring he's, commitments. And he seems he does seem devoted to her when he's being nice. It, but like he doesn't. It is the thing that like you can't really point to what he brings like from a screenwriting perspective of like what is what this is not really an even sided thing. This is very much like he messed this up. Yeah. And, and to the movie's credit, there's the scene at the end where John Favreau like just says like you did it all you ever do is exactly what you want to do and you did that and now you you don't have a girlfriend that's true yeah yeah but conversely they didn't really give jennifer aniston any flaws 
Uh, the the it's yeah, a communication. There's what you said, the communication. Yeah, there's um, which is uh, that's true, but it's not. I don't. I, I in in comparison to Vince Vaughn, I want her to have her things that make her partly at fault. Right. I mean, it really is just the like, why didn't you tell me that this was becoming an issue with you? And there, that is a big thing. But of, she like, does explicitly say it a lot, at least in the opening scene. I guess we didn't see the rest of, of their relationship. There's a scene at the end where like, is where they're he's kind of making overtures get back together. And I don't remember what exactly she said because I, I didn't take the notes. But like, he says something to her like, why didn't you just say that to me? And like she before that she had said something very clear of like I needed you to do X Y Z yeah but like it was the concert wasn't it was that it was after, after the concert yeah it was after yeah, the concert yeah. and so like if, I like that scene it's very good if there is a flaw that she has is that she never like really super explicitly spells out you know Vince this is what I need in this relationship yeah, that's true and that's but, yeah that's kind of a thing that can frustrate me about like the cultural expectations of dating is that you're supposed to, people are just supposed to intuit what the other one wants. Right. And that's a common problem with all relationships. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's something that like, I mean, I think marriage story handles all that much, much better. Yeah. Um, but we should right. talk about marriage story. You're right. Okay. Yeah. The only other point is that despite, the, I just want to be really very clear. I gave, I said, that's a flaw that Jen Franson has. Vince Vaughn is still the villain yeah. of the breakup. Yeah. Like, handily. He's like <laughs> Blofeld times a thousand. <laughs> Now, uh, Marriage Story is not is a movie about a divorce, and they've been together for a long time, yeah, and they and have they, a child. And they have like actual real reasons to both stay together and break up. But I will say, interestingly, the movie, like we really start like mid mid divorce in a very it's like yeah. the opening scene is a, is a montage of them saying what they like about each other. Yep. And then you reveal it's already they're already getting separated. It's not like in pre in like couples counseling. It's just like it's been like separation counseling, which I like a lot because honestly, the kind of whole divorce. I mean, the whole breakup scene of the breakup, it, it kind of went on long. Like I like the I like the marriage story approach. Oh yeah, just because because especially because it's a it's a more realistic movie and also because like. I don't know. Like sometimes it's just not right. It's like they were together for so long. It was like build up a lot of things. Yeah. And also it, it let to save all of those reasons for the breakup for that like incredible argument scene they have in towards the end of the movie. Yeah. Where they really just let it all out. Yeah. Oh, okay. 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 Now I, you, you, I, have, you have a take. Okay. Well, my, my, just as a thought experiment, yeah. just imagine this in the situation, in the context, like imagine they weren't dating. It's just an actress and her director. She this is basically an actress who is upset that her director is getting too much credit and is more famous than her. In what idyllic fantasy world <laughs> does this exist? And can we go to that? Like, I, is, I, it, is that what Broadway's like? Oh, I mean, maybe. I don't know. It, why don't we work there? We should work at Broadway. We go there. I don't know. We can't sing it. You have to hang out with theater kids all oh, the time. Oh, God damn it. That's why we're not there. That's exactly why. But basically, yeah, she's an actress. She says like, oh... I started off and I was famous and then he became more famous and he was selling the shows and that's why she went off to do TV because TV values actors more. I'm like, okay, from the jump, I cannot relate to this at all. <laughs> right. A world in which actors are in any way uh, uh, in trouble or, yeah. or not respected. Yeah. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, if you're an actress and you're complaining that your director is getting too much attention <laughs> in, in this world where somehow all the audience is like, oh my God, look at this director and all these people on stage were saying what he told them to say because yeah. <laughs> that's how it works. I, I, I do agree with that and i do think it's something the movie does like that just doesn't land but like i'll i think the more complex thing that's happening is basically that she was this young uh film actress who then like basically devoted her life to doing his kind of off-broadway experimental stuff yes and that is a sort of a piece of in general in the relationship they sort of defaulted to doing the things he wanted to do and yeah. over the years she became resentful of that and you know because 
it seemed like, oh, she much before it happened, she wanted to go back to L.A., wanted to go back and film a TV. And, and the fact that she felt trapped by his theater thing, that's where the jealousy of his success came in all wrapped up. In sure. That. Yeah. yeah. And it is the movie is really great at depicting kind of the the way that problems can creep into a relationship and just like things evolve. And it's like death by a thousand cuts. It's not a exactly. big moment. I think that. Yeah. And the, especially the little things that happen that you don't like like Charlie uh and Driver's character, his whole thing, he's constantly just like, I didn't really like do anything. I kind of let this slip. And like that's that that is often actively hurting a relationship. If like you just sort of default to things because they're easy and you know, like, you know, like yeah. you if you know your your wife wants to try things in LA and you're sort of like, Yeah, we'll try that whenever, and then you know, you're getting divorced and she's furious about that, like that's kinda on you too. Yeah, but I am definitely more sympathetic to it when you are a director of a theater company. Than of experimental when you, theater. Yeah, of experimental theater versus being a tour bus guide. Right, yes, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, although, I, I mean, I will say uh, to the tour guide thing, to Vince Vaughn, I think Vincent D'Onofrio is sneakily really, really good in the breakup as his older brother. Yeah, he is very I like that he's... Like a voice of reason, but said unre- said strangely, <laughs> right? And like, also, he has this weird military thing. <laughs> like he's just like very. Uh, it's such a weirdly specific. Like he's just like so analytical and so freakishly like obsessed with every. Like all he cares about is the business. Yeah. But, like in a way that's kind of adorable because yeah. he has a little weird little voice that he's doing. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah, and the intro to the business where he's talking about it as if it's a military invasion that we're going to take him by land, sea, and air. <laughs> it's so funny, it's and funny. they just like no one's getting it, and yeah. like. Or the scene where he's yelling at Vince Vaughn for basically the same shit he's pointing at his relationship in their business. Yeah. Uh, is so funny. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like, yeah. it's just one of those. And like, then Vince Vaughn's like, I'm the talent. It's the same as Scarlett Johansson. It's. <laughs> who is also, I don't think she's a full on monster, but I really am not as very sympathetic to her character in this movie. I know. So that was the big. Here's Discord, uh, uh, um, dispatches from Twitter. Yeah. Because uh, I'm on and you're not. That was the big discourse around marriage story. It was sort of. Who is the movie fair to each of them? Is it coming down too hard on Scarlett Johansson versus Adam Driver? And what does that mean? Because the movie is based on Noel Baumbach's own divorce very loosely. Uh, he he was married to Jennifer Jason Lee for a long time. Right. I, and, I read that. Right. And so obviously, like, they're different. But, like, you know, there's Noel Baumbach puts himself into his movies all the time. Yeah. Okay. But I have a question for you. Okay. In this discourse about whether it's fair to one person or the other. Yeah. What, how do you, like, is it, is it fair in that she's written as a worse person than him and it's unfair to write the, to what, write one person as being more at fault? Or is it that the, the, the facts of their relationship are as they are, but the movie is somehow like, I don't know, visually depicting them in a way that steers you towards Adam? I think it was sort of that the movie is coming down too much on Adam's side or like trying to like push things more. Cause like, I think the big thing was that like, in theory, she's the one who sort of heightens things. Like she's the one who hires the lawyer. She's the one who moves to who visits all those other lawyers to block him from getting one. Right. You know that kind of and and there's an extent to which she's kind of a black box in those until you find out she read his emails and he cheated on her. Right. But how is that the movie coming down? It's not the movie. I would argue that's not the movie coming down hard on her. That's just her character being written as being at fault. Right. So I think the movie is. Not totally at fault, but I, I, it's, it's a com- very complex thing. I think in the movie, as I see it, she is slightly more the instigator of the how acrimonious this gets. Yes, I actually I do agree with that, but I do think that um, I think the discourse at the time, and I'm, I'm just trying to remember because it was I mean all Twitter discourse is toxic and cruel. Yeah, um, was that sort of like it's it's not fair to the women character for like making it all like like the the people who hated the movie were I think were saying 
the movie is making it seem like this all would have been fine if it weren't for Scarlett Johansson's character. And oh, so I, I guess- don't think that's quite... I think the movie is... I mean, I think the theme of the movie is basically what Alan Alda's character says, which is that, you know, divorce, is, divorce sucks and you're better off just like ending up where you're going to end up rather than keep trying to hurt each other. Right. See, I think that's the main thing that's at fault with Adam Driver's character is that he just never, he should just let it go in the beginning. Yes. He should just be like, okay, my kid lives in LA. That sucks. But it's tough, but yeah. It's tough, but, you know, he lives with the mom. The system's going to favor his mom. Yeah. Whether whether that's right or wrong, I, it's, that's just kind of how it seems like divorce court works often. Yeah. And you just have to accept that and learn how to split your time. Oh, yeah. And he... And, and and to be fair, I think, you know, her, Children Hansen, seeing all those other lawyers to block him from getting a good lawyer is very much... Uh, like that's kind of underhanded, but, yeah. Like, although, it, but it comes in response to him, her finding out she cheated on him. And also, I I have a feeling, it, it also I I feel like she seems like a person who would just like read an article online about what to do when you're doing a divorce, and oh, yeah. it would be like, or do like this. she has, she has like a friend who got divorced. Like, okay, so first thing you do, oh, that happens in the movie, right? Right, yeah. She she talks to the because she's not going to hire a lawyer, and then she talks to the friend who's like better get a lawyer, and then she just talks to Laura Dern, and right. that's like where it starts to and just I'm, happen. Yeah, and I'm sure the friend, because there's like, there is a kind of quote-unquote correct process to getting divorced, or at least like the most the things strategic, there's like the most strategic process to getting divorced. Right, there's like an article on like, you know, the wiki how, the not, whatever. Yeah, yeah, so it's like first you see every single lawyer you can, and you might not realize until later that the reason to do that is for this legal thing. Right. But it's like, you're kind of just like, I don't know how to get divorced, I'll just like follow the book. Right. And I don't think... um and look, I mean, I mean, ultimately, what's what's I kept going back and forth, and I think what's good about the movie, uh, is is that the theme is basically that they both just, it, I mean, I don't divorce is complicated and and painful, and like yeah. it's not like, you know, um, this thing of like, you know, I think Kramer versus Kramer, obviously, Meryl Streep's character is much has behaved much worse, and she's sort of the villain, although the movie's nice her ultimately, mm-hmm. uh, she like abandons them and then comes back. Oh, okay. Um, Whereas in this one, I think they're just both like they. You can keep going back and forth, like well, they did this, but they did that, and, and kind of the theme of the movie is that like it's just this horrible, painful process, and you have to just get to this next life, yeah, for the kid, basically, yeah. And it's also kind of like a macrocosm of when you're in an argument with somebody and you forget, you forget the reason for the argument. You get fixated on just winning the argument, right? So you instead of talking about the one issue, you you find a thing in what the person said, like. Like you know, if someone says like five senses, you pick half of one and you just like spin off your own anger out of that. Yeah. And yeah. you're like working at just kind of undermining their argument as opposed to trying to figure out a solution together. Right. And it's on that on a macro level with your whole life. Right. Because it's and because the stakes are so high. I mean, Adam yeah. Driver, he said like he about his son, like he has to know I fought for him. Yeah. And you know? yeah, he and he has a good reason, which is that he I think. He just thinks I have to try to see my son as much as possible because in my mind, that's what being a good dad is. Right. Which, I mean, that is a often a good dad thing. Yeah. Except in this case, it's not the best dad thing. Right. But it's not really really at his fault. He's like trying to do the best. He's like, I want to see my son as much as possible and I want him to know that I fought to do that. Right. And he also, and and I think the movie does knock him a little bit because like he says he wants to do that. But then, you know, at the end of the movie, he moves to L.A., yeah. For the kid, and because he can work there, yeah. And part of it, maybe he just really liked New York, you know. And I think that's that, a which lot is of fair. it. You can like New York, but like it's, I, I think the movie does by that point signal that he's not the good guy for wanting to stay how things were. Just because they were that way doesn't make them like the right way. Yeah. Um. Although I mean, yeah. I mean, her seeing the lawyers underhanded, um, her breaking his email, but he shouldn't have cheated on her. That's like not great. But also they were separated. I mean, like that's the argument, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, I don't know. It seems like. 
I don't know. I can't really point to any one thing in their relationship that was so broken because it seems like a lot of the stuff with their work was kind of just a natural process. It of all their built. careers. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Scarlett Johansson, uh, she has that great monologue with Laura Dern where she just tells the story of their relationship, like about yeah. how it just kind of step by step kind of happened. And then suddenly she didn't, wasn't where she wanted to be. Yeah. I mean, I guess this is why you don't date your coworkers. Right. I mean, it's very important. I mean, speaking of someone who is uh, engaged, <laughs> engaged to a former coworker, <laughs> former coworker, former coworker, very important. Yeah. Um, and especially a director actor relationship. It's it seems, tricky. It seems so tough to date, which I'm, there are directors and actors who do it. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know, like Anna Karina and, uh, John Goddard. Oh yeah. John Goddard. But I yeah. feel like that probably yeah. ended poorly. Ended poorly. I mean, uh, another live woman and Ingmar Bergman also, uh, also very bad. Yeah, it sounds like they all end badly. Well, yeah, I mean, to be I, for the Bergwood one in particular, I know he cheated on her a lot. It was like yeah. a big deal. Um, and it is also one person's job to tell the other one what to do all the time. Right. I mean, which is tough. Right. But then, yes, yeah, but I don't. I don't really want to. I mean, actor director relationship seems weird and complicated anyway. Yeah. Um. I'm, yeah. I'm just saying that that seems to <laughs> seems very intrinsically hard. Right. Exactly. I mean, it, yeah, it is fun. Like they had that like picture of the two of them. Was that one point right? Of like, right. um, I don't know, um, yeah. And so the the uh, the argument scene. I guess we can dig into that because mm-hmm. we mentioned it. And like, that is like, I I know that's like what the movie's building up to, and I know it's like from the trailers and stuff. But like that is really like an all time great scene. And like when they're when they're fighting and his when they walk in and she's like, "This has gotten out of hand. Let's just talk about it." And then yeah. by the end, they're like howling, screaming at each other. Yeah, it was very well directed and choreographed and everything i yeah. will say that i don't know i just felt like her argument was kind of I, I wasn't really on board with her argument so that as like a scene or as like a part of the plot of the movie I, it wasn't my favorite but it is yeah. incredibly directed and acted oh yeah i mean i mean that uh 2019 was like an incredible year for film mm-hmm. and adam driver lost best actor to walking phoenix and joker which i think is a very Fuck. good performance but like i'm watching this movie and like Adam Driver should have won like two Oscars. They should have had him on stage, given him one, and then they have had him sit back down and then just read the category again and shown the same clip and given him another Oscar. Yeah. He's, he's so good. He's very good. What do you think of Scarlett Johansson in this movie? I feel like she gets a little stagey. Yeah. More so than Adam Driver. I think that's true. I think uh, I think Scarlett Johansson really shines as an actress when she can like be a little bit more the- like uh, um Theatrical is not maybe quite not quite the right word, but like I mean, I think I mean Jojo Rabbit. I think she's like incredible in that movie. Oh yeah, well that's kind of a whimsical tone, so it works. Right. Yeah. Um, I think she's really good. I think Driver maybe a little better. Um, I'm also I've been like an Adam Driver guy since like girls. And it's tough because they're both upstaged by Wallace Shawn so hard. Oh my god, he walks in, he walks in that movie and just takes in his pocket and walks away. He just blows a hole in that scene. <laughs> he is so when funny. He starts yelling about being a 27 year old Tony winner. I was laughing so hard. <laughs> He is. I. I have oh, such, fuck a lot of women. Fuck a lot of men. <laughs> I have such like adoring love for Wallace Shawn, just like as an entity. He's the best. He's so great. I, there's no world in which we get to do my dinner with Andre, but I wish we could. No, and and honestly, that would be so hard to talk about because it's just the conversation, and it's just like it would just be like us talking. Yeah, <laughs> yeah we're we're doing my dinner with Andre right, right now. now. Yeah, um, I think she's really good. I think uh, I I think her monologue is really good. I think I think she's really good in that argument scene. Mm-hmm. because he it must be so hard because like his energy is just manic at that point he's right. like screaming he's punching stuff and she's like trying to play off that must be very hard and i think she does like really holds her own oh yeah she's great um 
and I mean, I, yeah, I mean, I was looking at the Oscars. I think she would probably be, she would probably be my winner. I think both of them would just based yeah. on who the nominees were. Yeah, I was like, when I say that she gets kind of staging it, I don't even know if that's a Scarlett Johansson problem. Maybe yeah. it's a Noah Baumbach problem in the way he's directing. Oh yeah, I mean that's because the movie's kind of very theatrical and yeah, feels like a play often. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I mean that argument is so you're like you can pick one side or the other, but it's so it's so once they make the switch to trying to hurt each other, right? Instead of actually trying to fix, which the is problem, the movie exactly. Yeah, it's great. It's it, the whole movie like divorce is just the prisoner's dilemma. You both want it to work out, but you, if you're afraid the other one's going to do the bad thing. So right. you have to do the bad thing. And then suddenly you're both doing the bad thing. And then you just have these agents of chaos on your side. <laughs> I love the divorce lawyers in this movie. They're really funny. They're, I gotta say, this movie's hilarious. Yeah. I think I, re- I remembered it as being like very dramatic, dramatic with some like funny stuff in it. Mm-hmm. I was like dying. I was like watching it at work and Michael was like, why are you laughing at marriage story? But it's so funny. Yeah, There's a lot of funny stuff. Uh, the other problem I'd say that makes it really tough is that their kid's kind of a dipshit. <laughs> I, I just don't think he's a very smart child. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. He seems like that kid is just in the way all the time. I was so annoyed with him. I, I, I was like, I am happy. They did not give the kid a lot to do. I'm not often responsive to like movies about children. I'm glad he wasn't like a Jerry Maguire kid. Right. And I'm, I'm glad like the movie, like he was only important in the movie in that he was an obstacle or like a thing to push along, like he was a characteristic for those two characters. And he he is actually the true agent of chaos, in that. right? Because he's a child, he just does unpredictable things. So right. when you're having the person observing your house, and then he's just being weird and an asshole because he's four, right? And you can't do anything about that. Yeah, I mean, like that's fine. It's, he's a kid. It's whatever. Yeah. But, but just honestly, just having a kid that age seems tough. It's yeah, not really that specific kid really it seems like a really hard time to get divorced and like yeah. move across the country and yeah. all that stuff. He. I did. Was it just me, or did he really look like the kid from The Shining? He looked a lot like the kid. Like from a lot, the like not just the haircut, but his face Va- as well. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's like really creepy. It's like, yeah, it's like basically, it's the shot at the end of the spoilers for the end of The Shining. It's the shot at the end of the spot of The Shining with like Jack Nicholson in the thing, but like yeah. in a movie. Yeah, it's like the kid has always been in Marriage Story. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man, um, let's talk. Let's do, let's do actor talk. We were on it now. All right, let's just do. Uh, let's Wallace do the Sean. Wallace Sean as Killing one it. of his actors. Killing That's it. Okay. So funny. Love that guy. Uh, Ray Liotta yeah. as like the mean divorce attorney is very is good. So fun, especially the way and Laura Dern Oscar winning performance yeah, as as the other mean divorce attorney and the way that they're just like nice. When yeah, they're not <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> or but also how like she's. She's definitely fake nice to, I don't know, they're all fake nice to each other, but them like just being very cordial to each other and inviting each other to events. And then her at the the housewarming party or whatever. Right. It was very interesting. Yeah. They're, uh, they're so funny. I think Laura Dern, I mean, it's like a weird performance for her to win an Oscar for. Like, I think she's fantastic, but it's, it's like a very supporting performance. Yeah. Um, but I think it's one of those things also like she's just such a great body of work and yeah. she is so good in it. Yeah. Um, the oh, and Alan Alda as the nice diverse. Oh, yeah, who is uh, ultimately <laughs> I like to say, I needed my own asshole when he yeah. gets rid of him. Yeah, I mean, which is like fair because he's like scared and he's being, being attacked. But like Alan Alda does get the best line, which is like, just like you're gonna end up there anyway, you're yeah. gonna end up where you're gonna end up, like just for the kid's sake, you know? Yeah, and it's funny, it is funny that he's positioned as he is that way because he's kind of weak. Like he's a bad, he's he positioned him as like the reason he's a divorce lawyer is because he failed at being a different type of lawyer. Right. Or as an entertainment lawyer. Yeah. So it's funny that he's like, he's the cheaper guy. He's 
Cody, he's like the in, more ineffectual one, but he does seem ultimately more right. Or it's that being being a decent human makes you a bad lawyer, I guess. Right. Yeah. It's it's that yeah, it's that thing of like he's coming at it late in the game, so he's just like, Oh yeah, that's the best way of doing it, where all these divorce lawyers know that like their whole thing is just be mean and undercut each other. Yeah. Um you know that oh, line, when Laura turn just turns on a dime when she sees the guy was yeah. amazing. Oh my god, it was so funny. Yeah. The the scene where um they are talking where they're in court and it's Ray Liotta and Laura Dern saying like attacking the other parent. Right. And the whole thing is done by doing close-ups on Adam Driver and Scarlett Johansson while they like are saying to be, like, yeah, being through the attorneys, like just like really good stuff. And like a really good understanding of like how, like just like little things can become like really hateful very quickly. Like the whole thing. Oh yeah. And then just taking things out of context can exactly. become ammunition for anything. Right. It's just like it. Yeah. I don't know. That's the theme of the movie. I mean, if you're getting it, it's just like, it divorce is just this bad. It's just the thing that just brings out the worst in good people. Yeah, because there's no good way to do it. Like, right. And it, you know, you thought you were going to spend the rest of your life together and now you're not. And that's, and you have a child and that's like fucking, your whole life breaks apart. Yeah. You know? Well, it's basically, yeah. I mean, it's, it's a trolley problem. There's no right solution. <laughs> you just have to pick the least worst one. Oh, exactly. Um, I guess, talk um, I don't know. Talk a little about what Matt? other actors are in this. Oh, is actor there anybody? Talk. I mean, we were doing actor corner. I think we're done with actor corner. Oh. Have we exited the corner. One more. One more. I want. Okay, so we we already did Dinofrio and in, in breakup. Right. I want to give uh, a nice little shout out uh, Tundi Adabimpe, the lead singer of TV on the radio. It has a small role in Marriage Story. Uh, he's, oh, really? Yeah, he's like one of. Um, he's like involved with Scarlett Johansson's like uh, family. I think he's like dating her sister. Oh, he's like okay. in some of the scenes in her house. Huh. Uh, and I love that band. And he and Tunde rules. And I was like, yeah. all right, nice. Um. Actor talking breakups a little weirder because like it's kind of this who's who's sort of who's who of 2006 was like, but it's like not. their worst performances, right? It's like <laughs> it's Fav- like, like Favreau's Favre- worst performance, yeah. And I think Favreau's actually like a highlight of that movie. Yeah, it's like, with Favreau, <laughs> yeah. And it's Favreau's Favreau's also looking real beefy. Yeah, it's a real beefy Favreau. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, yeah. I think that was the beefiest Favreau we got. I think he's he's since uh, uh, unbeefed a yeah, little bit. Yeah, certainly the most Favreau in any movie. <laughs> And it's fine because he's in the opening scene and you think he's going to be like the friend character and then he's just in like two other, he's yeah. like barely in well, it. Well, because you think he's going to be Philip Seymour Hoffman in Along Came Polly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And he's not. No, he's just kind of there for two scenes. Yeah. He's good in them. But like, I, th- I thought he was going to be in like every scene, every, I thought every scene that Vince Vaughn was in that was not with Jennifer Anderson was going to be him talking to John Favreau. Yeah, like, for sure. And there's like one or two of those and he doesn't get a lot of good lines, which is a shame because John Favreau is, is. He's a very good comedic actor, yeah. Oh, my God. And he, writer and director and, you know. Yeah, like founder of the Marvel Universe, all that good yeah. stuff. Um, other stuff in the breakup, I mean, um, I think uh, whoever plays um, Vince Vaughn's other brother, the one who is the horrible womanizer I character, is that. terrible, and everything he says is terrible, and yeah. that character sucks. Yeah. Um, I think Judy Davis is very funny as Marilyn Dean, the oh, owner yeah. of the art gallery. Yeah, um, Edna Mode Light. Yeah, exactly. She also has, I think, the funniest line of the movie where she describes getting a full uh, Brazilian wax as the Telly Savalas, yes. which is... <laughs> I, I, I it's very I, funny. Especially because it was like oh, oh, the best joke coming after like solid 10 minutes of me not laughing at anything. Yeah. It was and, like brutal. It was but great. also that joke is for nobody because <laughs> nobody knows who Telly Savalas is anymore. I know. Like, it was, it's, it's a joke for just you and me. I know. <laughs> Telly Savalas, for those of you who know, he is an actor from a very long time ago. Uh, he's on the two. I know him as from the Twilight Zone, the Talking Teen episode. He's is bald. He on the Roof? No, that's Topol. 
Oh, okay. different guy. So, no, okay. <laughs> I know he's he's in um he's in uh, Horror Express, which is a cheapo yeah. horror movie that I love. He's just he's bald, right? That's the yeah, joke. Yeah. Bald. Okay. He's bald, and the Brazilian no hair. Got it. Cool. Yeah. yeah it's, but just like a very funny touchstone person. Yes. A very niche person to pick as your like bald person. Yeah. Like, if you did that now, it would be like the Bruce Willis or something. Yeah, or the Howie Mandel. Sure. Yeah, that's funnier. <laughs> More notably bald. Yeah. Uh, and I think that's it for Act Corner. Oh, John Michael Higgins, we talked about as the, as yeah. the brother, is very fun. Oh, oh jo- the, just, uh, the sister. Oh, uh, Joey Lauren Adams. Yeah. yeah, she's great. Yeah, she's good. Um, uh, also, the other funny joke in the movie where they talk about it, they're fighting Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston, and Vince Vaughn says, like, says something about her sister, and they just both like freeze. And she's like, my sister's been through a lot. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. Because she like, yeah, she, she fucked the entire, like, some team. Some the the entire team. Arizona Cardinals offensive line yeah. is what he said. Uh, and yeah. uh, also, I like that she is an actual voice of reason for most of it. Yes. You oh think my she's going to be crazy sister who's just kind of like ramping things up and she's not. No, she's like very helpful. Like every yeah. time she's like, I'm try- I broke up with him, but how do I get him to talk, get, get back with me? And she's like, why are you doing this? Yeah. Like, this is a terrible idea. Yeah. And I like her interactions with her husband husband where she's just like when she says all men are horrible it kind of like gives her a sad look she's like no 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 not you <laughs> i also thought that i thought it was going to be a wordless performance from the husband for the entire movie based on that scene i was right. really hoping that's what it would be and then he talked i was like god damn it i really have a soft it's like a very funny archetype of just like the you know the quiet husband to like the more a- animated woman who just like kind of is just casually cool in the background yeah uh i just saw turning red the new pixar movie oh, yeah. and the the father character is kind of a variation on that and it's very fun yeah uh, also a great movie turning red check it out oh, good um i think it's it for actor talk great yeah oh J- uh jason bateman he's great yeah weird little role yeah he's like their friend yeah he's also the realtor yes yes that's like so he has that yeah i don't know he's fine he's weird i don't know i mean jason bateman rules but yeah, like, like they're kind of underusing him there yeah Oh, freaking! Okay, I don't know. I keep wanting to go back to marriage story, but I feel like we should hit on on. I don't know. We talked about we, we talked did talk about, about breakup for, for twenty minutes time. straight. I mean, okay. So let's do the high brow low brow of it, okay. right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, I just it seems like the breakup, the theme by the end, wants to be that this was a relationship that could have worked, but at this time they like weren't ready. Like the end of the oh. movie, he like comes to her and I he's disagree like, with that. okay. He then the movie he comes to her and he like makes the effort and she basically just says, "I have nothing left to give," which I think is a very good line. Wait, when does he make an effort? He uh, puts out oh dinner. the dinner, yeah, right. Because yeah. John Favreau gives him the t- the come the come to Jesus moment right. of like, "You're a huge piece of shit." Yeah, and then he sets out the dinner and he like makes a big pitch and just like, "I'm I understand what I did wrong. And I'm going to make the effort now." And she just says like, "I can't." I will say that's the only good part of this movie is the ending that. And the fact that they do, in fact, break up, they stay broken up, yeah. which is if it hadn't done that, it would have gone nuts. Yeah. And uh, kind of the ending where they just see each other and they're kind of cool and they say they'll text each other. Yeah. That's kind of it's interesting in how low key it is. I, I agree. Uh, I think uh, so. Interesting enough, the movie had somewhat famously had to reshoot the ending mm. because um, uh, so it originally ended with just they break up and that's that and they yeah. never see each other again. Yeah. Um, it was a little bit more acerbic. And then they saw in Brothers of Sherbrooke. Uh, and then uh, Brad Pitt, Pitt left Brad Jen- Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, Brad Pitt, <laughs> Brad Pitt uh, uh, and Jennifer Aniston broke up. Yeah, and I thought they broke up before this movie went into production. Uh, I think it was—I don't know. The, what I had heard was that the tabloids were all about. The thing I read on Wikipedia was that the tabloids were all about uh, um, Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie, and they didn't want to put out a movie where she gets broken up with while that was going on, so they reshot the ending to have a little bit of hope. Of oh, the interesting. End. That is that is at least what I read. Huh. I may have that that article may have the timeline wrong, or I might have the timeline. Yeah, I mean, because I read something about like the narrative was that 
he wrote this movie and then Jennifer Aniston was publicly breaking up with Brad Pitt, so he sent her over the script. And oh, she took it interesting. because of that. That makes more sense. And then um I think they might have started dating during they did. filming. They did, yeah. 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 Uh which so I guess the movie's realistic that this guy although to be fair, they're they're actors, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. I think if Vince Vaughn was a tour guy, Jennifer Aniston wouldn't date him. No, I don't think although I guess I was confused about how successful he because they do own a they own the tour guide business. He's not just a tour guide, so I guess right. he could be successful. It's kind of unclear. I think he has money. I think the idea is that he. I mean, I don't think he's like the brains necessarily, but right. like they do he's own the their own business and they're on the rise. Right? They're yeah. not like making hand over fist, but they're like successful. Right. So they're not like they're not a crazy mismatch. No. Yeah. No. 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 The only mismatch is the the blue collar white collar of it yeah all. and that he's a human piece of shit right and that she's you know normal and fine i do think there is almost something interesting in this movie of the tension between like a classic blue, blue collar man's man dating a you know uh, a very fashionable very like bohemian woman yeah like, but we've also seen that i, I know mean, but there there is this te- like when the family meets each other and like they can't they have no way of talking to each other yeah like that is almost something interesting. Like talking about class dynamics is not something you see often in film or not like done super well. And I, yeah. and you know, I've talked a lot about like, you don't see a lot of like blue collar film or, uh, um, um, uh, like red collar film, like, you know, like red collar is that when you murder for a living? I don't know. What I'm saying is like, you, you, don't, you were saying red state film, red state film. Like you don't see a lot of like working class people on film necessarily these days. Yeah. So like, it's almost something interesting. But it just the movie never like there's never a scene where they fight about that. They never mention it. It's just sort of no because a thing. the way they code him as being blue collar is just by being like a douche. like being a slob, right? Which is which not, is not really the same thing, right? And you can be kind of a, a, a slob and not be blue collar, but also you can like be that character and not be such a defensive monster. Like, yeah, you can not care fun. about aesthetics and hanging wall decorations and still do dishes, right? Uh, anyway, so the reason I think. Uh, I don't know. So they have that scene where she says, I have nothing left to give. And basically it's that thing like he can try now, but she, it was too late for her. They didn't yeah. figure it out in time, but they did have something like she did care about him. Right. So like the movie sort of like they broke up, like maybe like, you know, they could get together back down the line, maybe in another way it could have worked. Whereas I think marriage story is this more it, marriage story kind of treats divorce. Like it's this, uh, um, like this force of nature that's happening, you just kind of have to cope with. Well, it's just like it's like this boulder that once you start putting pushing down the hill, it's just going to clear out everything in its path, and you got to figure out how, where to steer it. Right. I think like because that's all. That, I think marriage story has that that more nuanced understanding of what's happening and where you need to end up. Mm-hmm. Whereas breakup is a lot more just like who who did what, you know, which is yeah. I guess the more the lowbrow move. Well, Not necessarily. And also the lowbrow is that the the act two kind of fun game set pieces of just the way they're fucking with each other. Right. Yeah. I mean that is. That is what the breakup is sold on. That's the trailer, right? Right. Them, them in the house. They're doing jet. Yeah. She walks by naked to make him jealous. He yeah. invites a strip poker. Uh, John Michael Higgins punches him in the throat. Yeah. You know, the classic hijinks. And then the marriage story, they do do things like that, but yeah. it's way more subtle. It's yeah. kind of fuckery with when scheduling the kid. Right. Or like, oh, he did trick or treating already, but you yeah. want to trick or treat with him, but you can't do that in West Hollywood. Yeah. yeah. It's just like very subtly sabotaging each other. Right. Which is kind of, and it also, also comes off kind of sad and like frustrating. Yeah. Like I literally fast forwarded through the trick or treating scene because I was just like, I did. I just know this is cringy and I don't want to deal with this right now. <laughs> <laughs> of him just like knocking on apartment doors and then being like, eh, you know, yeah. Um. Oh, and the thing with the costume was very interesting because oh, that's a yeah. funny thing because it's like kids just do stuff like that. 
But then it's also, I don't know, it's just such an interesting dynamic. Like the kid just made a decision, but then how influenced was it by the mom? And you don't see that decision happen. Right. And then he's just asking her, can you just push him the direction of my costume just because I, you know, put yeah, a lot of work into it. It. Yeah. It, would, it would be nice and she won't do that. Right. And it's, it's those little things of like, you get used to the little things a partner does for you and then you kind of expect them, but then you realize like you kind of had, it, it's, it's so good at that, man. Yeah. I, I, Marriage Story really is a very good, like, really fucking good movie. Actually, last remnant of Actor Corner. Okay. The, uh, not really. The, what? Also, the scene itself, but yeah. the, the weird observer for Adam Driver. Oh, is she's so, so weird in such a specific and like a very relatable way. Like, I have met people like this, um, and I believe that this person would be doing this job. Yeah. And it just sucks that you got that one. Right. The scene where like it's they have to hire like an independent observer like from the government to like yeah. look at how they live to like make an assessment. Yeah. And right. she's just like, and she's just weird. Uh, like not like mean. Not, no. Not like wacky. No, she's just, just like a Cylon. Like, she's just like honest, different wavelength. Yeah. Like not not a bad person. Very nice, but just like they just cannot get on the same beat right and as a person who often tries to make joke it's like when i'm trying to make a joke with my doctor with like a doctor and they're just not having it i'm like i'm just trying to do bits and you know lighten the mood (laughs) and they're not having it it's like it's like that it's like every every interaction i've had with a doctor yeah uh you're right that that's a great team that's like such a really well observed like moment yeah, um, and, that's oh, a, and then oh god, I'm so stressed sorry, out when right. he fucking he cut his arm. Himself. Yeah, that's an insane set piece. Like the movie does not need that. No, but it's it was a so, lot. It's so funny. Well, the funny thing is that it doesn't even do that much with it. No, it's just sort of a little awkward where he's trying to get her out and then he just falls down. Yeah, because I you would think that they would make a big deal about him failing the observation, and they don't really. Yeah, I think it's. Probably, I mean, I think it's implied that it went her way, but it wasn't catastrophic. Right. Because I think that's what's so interesting about the movie. Like, nothing either of them does ever has the effect of helping them. It only ever makes things a little more entrenched. Yeah. Like, it's never like, I do X and now things are going better in the divorce. And then, but then she did Y and now things are going better. It's always just things are just kind of ending up where they're ending up. Yeah. There's not really like a kill shot for either of them. And anytime they escalate, it just hurts people. Yeah. I did have a moment when Adam Driver is li- lying on the floor where I was like, is he just going to die in this movie? Is that what, <laughs> is it going to be that divorce killed this man? <laughs> that would be like such a turn. That'd be wild. That'd be crazy. Um, I don't know where you go from that. Does the movie just, just end? Just die. It just fade to I black. Mean, the movie's like two two hours fifteen. We yeah. can do it. <laughs> um, oh, I, I, last last actor. I promise. Julie Haggerty as Scarlett Johansson's mom is. Very oh funny. yeah, she's great. I love mm-hmm. seeing her and stuff. Uh, you know, remind me of the Airplane, which is yeah. a funny movie. It's a character you see a lot, but you know, it works. I like it that she. Sense. I like that she likes him. I think that's fun. That's very funny. Yeah. Uh, okay. No more actor talk. No, we're it's done. Over. We're only, only talking, talking about, about writers. Grips. I like. Grips? I like oh, the. Yeah. I like. It's always a flirty grip. <laughs> yeah. I mean that. Okay. So that's the thing I want to talk about. Is that like I think Noah Baumbach often gets the ding of only being very navel gazing, only writing movies about himself. Yeah. But I think the movies are just like so well observed and like so unique, like have so so specific that it often ends up feeling like kind of like, like I I I get the flirty grip joke, but there's the other stuff that like. You know, I don't really know what older Broadway actors are like. No. But Walt Sean being like that, I'm like, I, it, the world feels more real. Yeah. And it feels like I, you know, we all know a weird dude like that. And hey, when we live in a climate where people are often criticized for doing movies about people who aren't exactly like them. Yeah. <laughs> Noah Baumbach is in the safest zone possible where his movies are only directly about his exact experiences in life. <laughs> exactly. Like his filmography. I, I mean, I haven't seen uh, all of it, but like Squid and the Whale, movie about his own divorce. Like Margot at the Wedding. No, his mother's family's fa- parents' divorce? His parents' divorce. Yeah. You're right. 
And then like the Meyerowitz stories, a movie about him and his father. And yeah. then what by the way, oh, and, and then this one, a movie about his own divorce. Yeah. Like he just like in this like I think his next project is when like, his kids are adults and they get divorced, he'll do a movie about that. Right. And then yeah, Francis Ha in there, which is like a movie about the woman he was dating and her life. Yeah. yeah. Um, I th- I just think it's very impressive. I think you know he gets the ding, but I, I and he, you know it, it's a little derivative of like the Woody Allen school of filmmaking. But also I just but think, we need a new Woody Allen because the, right, the old Woody, Woody Allen is gone. Shit. Yeah, yeah, we're 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 moving on from the old. We Allen. need new. We need a new Woody Allen. Nothing like the old Woody Allen. <laughs> like we need a new Woody Allen. And then just like suddenly, like every Jew in Brooklyn stands up, like oh yeah, <laughs> it's time. <laughs> um, if 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 you haven't heard, there's this B J Novak bit that's we need a new Hitler. That's what that's a reference to. Oh, just. Listen to it. It's one of the funniest bits ever. That's very fun. Just listen to it. He's very funny. I'm not going to do it because I can't yeah, do it. Yeah, well. and also, you know, let him do it. It'll yeah, be a fun yeah. later joke for the people. Um, I don't know. Baumbach's interesting. I think he's a good filmmaker. This one was, the first time I saw it, I thought it was like solid. Mm-hmm. But like on rewatch, it really like went up in estimation. Okay. Um, have you ever seen any of his other stuff like that he directed? I saw Meyerwitz. Oh, Meyerwitz is great. That's with the one with... Um, What's what's this Happy Madison? Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Adam Sandler Adam and Ben Sandler's Stiller. Yeah. yeah, I like that. That's, that's great. Yeah. I think that's his, that's my favorite movie of his. Mm-hmm. I think. Oh, interesting. Because uh, Squid in the Whale is very highly regarded. Right? It is. It's also very good. Mm. Um, it's a lot more stripped down. I don't know. Meyerowitz. I think is just like basically him doing a r- sort of a riff on uh, Royal Tannenbaums. Yeah, it feels like. That. Um, and I just think it there's because it's a little further away from his own life. It's a little more like creative to me and like mm. a little more affecting. Although obviously, like the really personal stuff in these movies is also fantastic. Yeah, uh, he also wrote, co-wrote uh, two movies with Wes Anderson. Which ones? Uh, fantastic Mr. Fox and The Life Aquatic. Huh? Yeah, weird, right? Oh, weird. Yeah. Th- those are also like weird outliers in Wes Is Anderson's there, filmography. So that makes sense. Yeah, but they're two movies that are the two Wes Anderson movies that are the least like anything Noah Baumbach has ever written, yeah. like ever directed himself. Yeah. Yeah, like Wes Anderson has made movies about just like people living in the real world and then he's made movies that are like what if Jacques Cousteau was like an <laughs> asshole and was also Bill Murray and then Phantasm Mr. Fox like what if Roald Dahl like I don't, if, even, I don't even know. What, like, if, what if a fox was cool? Yeah. Like, <laughs> what, what if a fox was cool but like everyone was really like weird about it? <laughs> it has Mr. Fox. Rewatched that the other day. Yeah. Like, amazing. I liked it when I saw it. Yeah, it 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 really holds up. Also it's like an hour twenty. I'm I'm super into movies that are under ninety minutes right now. It's like my zone. <laughs> my one criteria for a movie being good is whether it's how close to ninety minutes it is. Um I guess we could talk about Peyton Reed, director of the breakup, but like I I, I don't really he he directed Bring It On, uh oh, okay. Down with Love, which some people ride for, and now he just does the Ant Man movies. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, great for him. I'm yeah. sure he enjoys his giant house and pool. <laughs> yeah, I mean, going from the breakup to, to Ant Man was probably very helpful for him. Yeah. But yeah, Solid I, don't, move. I think Bring It On, clearly his best movie. Um I don't know if I've seen Bring It On. That's Bring, the cheerleading one? Yes. Yeah. Very fun. Yeah. Very, very fun movie. Okay. All right, I think that about covers it. You want to play a game? Yeah, let's play a game. All right, we're playing the Letterbox List game. Let's do it. Yeah, Letterbox List. Yeah, that feels good. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I like so, the uh, we go on Letterbox. We go on one one of one of the two movies we've covered, and we find a list that that movie appears in, and then we try to. We have one minute and thirty seconds to get. I'm going to try to get Josh to guess as many movies on the list. Uh, with this one specifically, I I pared it down to just movies I'd seen. Okay, so sorry. I can actually give hints okay what's the tell us the name of the list sad white people tm movies <laughs> i love it I'm, yeah. I'm also i think i'm gonna know all these movies yeah uh, as a sad white person myself so it says, these the are official my sad white people rules one the cast must obviously be predominantly white two the characters have an odd quirky job like art gallery manager or dog babysitter three the characters make way more money than they should and have a much nicer apartment than they deserve 
Four, their sadness stems mostly from internal domestic issues like ennui, cheating, family deaths, and some sicknesses. Uh, there's all there's like a big old yeah, yeah, it's, yeah it's but all those, good. Those I get it. I think yeah. I understand where they're going. You know, these. you know where we're going. With this. Yeah, I know all these movies probably. Let's go. All right, three, two, one. All right, this one it's a um, it's like a reverse rom com where like the male and female roles are kind of reversed, very quirky. Stars somebody adorable. Oh, five hundred days of summer. Okay, next one it uh, jump started the career for a comedy actor. It's about a uh, older gentleman. Who? Oh, it's a Judd Ap- uh, Can I say director? Is Judd no, Apatow? Ap- yeah. Okay. So I guess that's forty year old version. Yeah, it's forty okay, year old cool. version. That doesn't count. Okay. Um. Okay. We've covered it. It's uh, about short term memory loss. Oh. Oh. Fifty first dates. Yep. Okay. Uh. This one. Main character shaves his head. He has cancer. Oh. Fifty fifty. Yeah. That's. Uh, okay. Go on. Uh. It stars a very likable um British actor and a kid and their unlikely friends. It's also got... Uh, oh, I, oh, I can't say actors. Yeah. Um, um, a British actor? Oh, about a boy? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It has a ferret and... Fil- uh, and it has a ferret. Oh, along came Polly. Yeah. A uh, guy stares into a window at a girl naked. Oh, uh, American Beauty. Um, it's a movie by a canceled director <laughs> about about people in love in New York. I don't like it. You do like it. We talk, we talk about that often. Oh. They play racquetball in the beginning. Um, oh, Love Actually? No. 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 People in love in New York? Canceled director. There's there's a lot of them. Okay, the most canceled director. Canceled for... Not the most. Um, there's a lot of them. Okay, uh, the lead actress wears goofy shit and looks dumb. She has a dumb hat. Oh, Annie Hall. Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, stop motion, directed by the same... Uh, direct, Fantastic Mr. Fox? No, a different one. They switch faces all the time. It's about... Um, oh, Animalisa? Yeah. Okay. Okay, uh, there's a... Oh, it's over. It's over. Oh, just one. Okay, yeah. just that. Okay, cool. Uh, eight, not bad. Not bad. Not bad. Oh yeah, the um, the people in love in New York one threw me because I thought it was like a intersecting stories of people being in love in New York. Oh, because the way because really, I mean, but that's just like me imagining that. So I was thinking it was like I was like Valentine's I guess Day. I just said two people in love in New York. Right. Um. Well, you were, I mean, Annie Hall, I like a lot, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, I feel like because Annie Hall comes up so often with us that that would skate me by on it without being too specific, but. Yeah. I think 50 First Dates and 50-50 should not be on this list because in one of them, they're very serious issue of short-term memory loss. It's not <laughs> no. That's not just white people shit. Yeah, the other one, the guy's got cancer. cancer. That's not like That's not him being whiny cancer and privileged. Cancer so bad. You can't call somebody privileged when they're upset about having cancer. He has like brain cancer too, right? Oh my God. Some Yeah, I mean, all the cancers yeah, are bad. I don't no, care what kind of cancer it is. Right. I, that's such a, I mean, <laughs> that's like such a failure of empathy by that guy. Every time we pick one of these lists, we just get angry at the list. The 50, okay. I mean, 50 first date's fine. It is a lot of them just sort of like faffing about, but like, I well, mean, 50 it, 50. I guess, I guess it is the fact that the struggle is him trying to date her. Oh, while having cancer? No, no, no. Uh, 50 oh, 50 first dates. Yeah. I don't know if 50 50 is bad other than he has cancer. That's really it. But like that's really bad. It's a good. I like Fifty Fifty. That's a I good heard movie. It's very good. Yeah. Um. Uh. Well, like, I mean, that pisses me off. Like the rest of those. Yeah. Classic sad white people. I'm sure Marriage Story is on there because like that's where you're getting it from. The funny thing is that Marriage Story is not on there. Really? It's the breakup. I am shocked that Marriage, marriage Story, Story is, is like, not. And that was the other discourse around Marriage Story is that like why do we care about these rich white people? I mean that was my bit going into it that there's like there's nothing I care about less than two straight white people going through a divorce. <laughs> I mean that's kind of the okay so that's a more real criticism of like well is this really a universal divorce story? Cause they have like the means to like move and they have the means to, 
uh, like pay for these high powered attorneys. I think that's kind of what makes it, that's what it has going for it is right. that it's not a standard divorce story. That's the specificity of yeah. it that makes it more engaging. That's so it can tell a more true story about divorce. Because it's also talking about art in yeah. a way and how like being very career focused and focused on your art can like erode your relationships. Exactly. Uh, great movie. Yeah. Um, it really should be called Divorce Story, am I right? It's not like they get married in it. Yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> you got him. Fucking zing. Take Laura Dern's Oscar. <laughs> I wouldn't. She'd beat me up. Yeah, she probably could. Yeah. <laughs> she, she looks like she works out. Yep. Uh, she's great. I just watched uh, Susan Ruth with her. She's so oh. good in that movie. Oh, great. Um, I don't know. Great shit. Uh, I think that's all we got. No, I think we're, we're done. not. We're not doing. We're doing saving Rex for the next one we're for doing, the No Brows. Yeah, Rex are going to No Brows. Uh, uh, before we forget anything, uh, rate, review, and subscribe. Yep. If you're listening and you like the stuff and you think you have any friends, uh, you think they might like it, send it on their Tell way. Them about it. Yeah. Spread the word. Repost the stuff. Follow us on HBLB Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah, and. Um, you know, if you're gonna watch a movie about a breakup, I recommend Marriage Story. Personally, I think breakup. Marriage Story more star- Marriage Story did better. That's my hot take. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's safe. Yeah, uh, and I'm happy to be engaged. Okay, that's how we're gonna end up. Congratulations, Josh. Thanks, man. Bye forever. Bye forever. <laughs>